0: My name is Neil Kraft, and I'm proud to be a part of the team here at James Investment. Uh, today I am joined by our resident fixed income expert, Brian Shepherdson. Brian is a chartered financial analyst, chartered investment counselor. He's a graduate of the University of Cincinnati and has been managing portfolios for us here at James for over 20 years. Brian, how are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Good. That's great to hear. Uh, excited to have you here and, and dive into this conversation. You know, uh, bonds rarely steal the headlines when it comes to economic forecasts, but they do play a very integral role in investing, and specifically when it comes to balanced portfolios, something that James has been known for and and has been doing dating back to, to 1972.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, like you said, balanced, half stock, half bond, and you know, it's kind of that unloved section, but... When markets do their worst, you know, that's the time that they're loved the most.
0: Absolutely. And um, th- there were some times they were uh, th- that we saw some unloved uh, stocks this year, and volatility in 2020 was certainly an understatement uh, this past year. Um, I think it'd be helpful if you kind of set the stage for our listeners and uh, just sort of how, tell us how you're going to look back on 2020 when it comes to fixed income investments.
1: Yeah, as we look back, you know, there are kind of uh, three separate phases, Uh, the first of which was when we remember back January, February and March when uh, COVID was just hitting our shores. There was a lot of fear, a lot of panic, um, not just uh, in our portfolios, but all throughout our households. But specifically within the portfolios, uh, what we noticed within fixed income was uh, a lot of areas selling off except for treasuries. Uh, that flight to quality, a lot of safety-type bonds were really doing well. And the longer you went, those long-term treasury bonds, those did the best. And then, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve reacted as well. Uh, they cut rates twice, um, two separate times, 150 basis points, and another 100 basis points to get rates down to just about zero. From that standpoint, they took a lot of action. Uh, and Then they really followed up on March 23rd when they announced an extensive bond-buying program you know, we've seen things like this before called quantitative easing, but this time was a little bit different. You know, They announced that they were going to actually be buying corporate bonds and exchange traded bonds, which uh, hold those corporate bonds. And so from that standpoint, uh, we saw corporate bonds, high yield bonds, municipal bonds, they all kind of rallied back while uh, treasuries just kind of traded sideways at that standpoint in time. And then that third leg that we've seen, well, that's just kind of been, I'll say, since the end of sent, you know, September, um, where you know I see a little bit of a sell off in bonds, where uh, yields have gone up and prices have gone down. Maybe getting back to normal type of philosophy.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think it'll. Well, twenty twenty will be in history books of the future when it comes to schooling and things like that. Uh, I think it's helpful that you set or sort of set the stage with three different periods of the year and what we saw you know, obviously amidst that tumultuous year, uh, we did see some assistance from both the government and the Federal Reserve stepping in. Uh, we saw the the CARES Act, we saw the PPP loans, and a couple other layers of relief. What's in store for the future? Do you anticipate some additional help coming?
1: Yeah, you know, actually we do. And uh, I think it'll be pretty similar to what we saw before, like you mentioned, the CARES Act and the SECURE Act. Uh, and from the standpoint that I think that Washington wants to do as much as they can to help out now the Federal Reserve has you know basically said they've done all they can on monetary front, so we need a little bit more fiscal spending. I think it's just going to come down to the Democrats and Republicans coming together uh to create some type of plan that'll be the most beneficial. Uh, there was a lot of talk you know maybe a few months ago about trying to get a two trillion dollar plan. I don't see it going that high um it's going to be really tough for both sides to agree on a level of that amount. But I think it'll be right under a trillion dollars um, to the point where it's trying to get some money into the um, hands of uh, people like you and me who are actually going to spend it. However, you know, I think one of the caveats for that for bondholders especially are you know, with all that additional money within the system, that could be seen as inflationary from that standpoint. So maybe um, pushing bonds a little bit higher in yield at that standpoint as investors look to maybe a little bit more risky-type assets.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, so switching gears on you, the vaccine. We're, we're close. <laughs> I know everybody wants normalcy. Um, how does the, a successful vaccine, release, both release and implementation, I think is important, uh, assuming those things are successful, how does that affect fixed income investing?
1: Well, to be quite honest, um, a successful vaccine I think it's going to be very similar to what we just talked about with another stimulus plan in that what this will allow for is the U.S. economy to open up, um, if not the world economy, maybe get some people out of their houses, do a little bit more spending. And it really should uh, stabilize the economy to a further extent. With that, uh, again, maybe some more riskier type assets would perform well, maybe uh, high yield bonds, some lower grade corporate bonds. Uh, Municipal bonds should have a little bit of more stability to them. So I think that's one thing to keep in mind uh, when you look at the types of bonds that you're owning. And with that, we would suggest maybe trimming back on those longer-dated U.S. Treasuries from the standpoint that those are what did best when there was some fear and panic in the markets. As that starts to subside, well, it only makes sense to maybe trim back on that area.
0: Got it. Got it. So... We've talked a little bit of 2020. We've we've talked some some vaccine optimism, uh, as well as um, you know some future stimulus that we see potentially coming down the pipe. Um, as we wrap things up today, Brian, would you like to share any other kind of final thoughts with with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, it comes down to a couple different things. Uh, like you said, that uh vaccine is probably going to be the overriding theme that we see for the remainder of the year and uh, into next year. If that goes successfully, we can get back to normal. So there, that flight to quality and that you know that real fear and panic could really subside. So again, maybe shorten our durations within those portfolios. You know, short term to intermediate term bonds would probably hold on if we do see again another type of stimulus plan, even if it's a little bit smaller. I think that could cause investors to think that their inflation might be on the forefront. With that, we're looking a little bit more to some tips, which are treasury inflation-protected securities. Um, Those might work out a little bit better because it does give us that adjustment. And then above and beyond, you know, I think that the fact that with all that being unknown, I would say this. You probably do not want to exit the fixed income area as a whole. You know, again, we could see a a second wave. We could see trouble in the winter months or, you know, even if there are just problems with any type of uh, product, and supplies coming in from other countries, it could cause another wrinkle. So with that standpoint in time, maybe being a little bit more conservative with our fixed income, yet again, we certainly would not be uh, exiting the arena as a whole.
0: Brian, it's a privilege to have you here today. We appreciate you taking the time.
1: Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: For those listeners who wish to get a more in-depth summary of our thoughts on the bond market, be sure to visit our website at www.jamesinvestment.com. And remember, your future is our purpose.